0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by
1: Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
0: ESPN's Pete Thamel. Uh, Do we have this on audio, by the way, or am I just passing this along? Pass it along. All right. Uh, In a podcast, ranked the expansion candidates in the, the ACC. So basically, if you're the mythical, you know, Big Bad Wolf, meaning the SEC or the Big Ten, if the ACC started to crumble or showed some kind of vulnerability or somebody was able to point out their, uh, their grant of rights wasn't as ironclad as they thought, who would you call first? Who's the first draft pick of ACC teams you'd want? And I thought it was very interesting. UNC, number one. Virginia, number two, followed by a tie of Florida State and Clemson. North Carolina has way more power and control over the future of the ACC than a casual sports fan might assume. Now, it's not necessarily a compliment, okay? Right, because it's it's a compliment to say you're the most desirable. Right, you're the number one draft pick. You're uh, the the best looking person at the bar. Right, you you are the most desirable. That sounds like a compliment. Brian Murphy uh, of of WRAL, right, sports investigative reporter. We have him on the show often. Uh, some of his analysis was interesting. He thinks UNC might be number one because if you put yourself in the shoes of a mid tier or below SEC or Big Ten program why would you want to bring in additional football powers to push you further down the, the hierarchy in your conference so if you are Kentucky yep Vanderbilt Mississippi State I'm not going to just be mean and pick Michigan all, State Michigan State Northwestern Indiana Illinois like if, if you are a middle of the road to below uh Big Ten or SEC school why would you want Clemson why would you want Florida State, teams that are competing for national championships in recent years, mm-hmm. and going, you know what? I'm tired of finishing ninth in the SEC. I want to finish 11th. Florida doesn't want Florida State in there. For recruiting reasons also. Yeah. Well, we kind of dominate the SEC in this this area. Actually, let's be real. Georgia does, but we're second um, <laughs> recruiting down in this part of the, the country. Uh, it might be more attractive to those schools that we've been describing to go grab a mid-tier football school that helps, A, expand your your footprint, right? North Carolina is not represented, uh, and, and Virginia is not represented in, in those two conferences. Um, can help your basketball, your academic profile, yep. and, in the words of of Brian Murphy, don't necessarily hurt your chances of finishing fourth or in line for a – Top twelve playoff spot or getting bowl eligible. It's not a bad thought, right? Yeah. Either way, right? I don't care why you think I'm powerful. I just care about what I'm going to do with the power, right? If I'm North Carolina, I'm going. I don't care why I'm the first draft pick. Now that I'm the first draft pick, I want to throw my weight around. I might Eli Manning this bad boy, right? I might just start making reckless demands because my my dad played in the NFL. (laughs) Uh, The team that opens the door out of the ACC whoever it ends up being, if it ends up happening, it's not a definite that it will, if it ends up happening, the team that opens the door out of the ACC will be responsible for the death of the ACC as we know it. The hardest thing to do is going to be to knock down the wall and get out, right? Florida State obviously wants to. They said as much after that board of trustees meeting in the offseason. They want out, but they can't get out. UNC might be the team that has the most power to make it happen. I mean, if they're the number one draft pick, they are the team that the SEC and or Big Ten would help the most to get out, right? They're the ones that would be like, oh, yeah, we'll cover some exit fees or whatever it ends up being, or you have to have those conversations. If North Carolina is the number one draft pick, North Carolina needs the most self-control. They need the most self-control. Cause there's going to be temptation, the money, the media buyouts, that first 12 team college football playoff next year is going to have like five sec teams probably. probably. And, and if you are an ACC team with the power to get out, it's going to take so much self restraint to say, no, 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 we can build, we can catch them. We can get there rather than saying, I don't know if we can beat him, but I can join him. deuces. Like it, it's it's going to take so much self restraint, and it's going to take so much caring about the ACC. You're going to have to be invested in the future of it. So I'm I'm you know I, I like to say we start campaigns early, right? Peyton Wilson, I thought he should have been the National Defensive Player of the Year. I said it like week four, and was like, we need to start campaigning now. Mm-hmm. Bronco Nagurski Award comes around, he finishes second, and I'm going, we should have started week three, right? Uh Getting ahead of, of campaigns, I think, is important. I think we need to start appealing to UNC now, saying just because you have the power doesn't mean you have to use it. Pete Thamble's about as connected as anyone out there in, in college sports, particularly on on the political side, right? Uh, you know, maybe ESPN's Adam Rittenberg or a few others, McMurphy might be a little bit more on like, you know, will this player play today with their pulled hamstring from two weeks ago? But Thamel's pretty connected in like the, this athletic director is thinking this. So if he's ranking, who's the most important, who's the most attractive, who's, uh, you know, the expansion candidate numero uno, I'm believing him. UNC, please don't leave. And you know what? There's less uh, political pressure for them to to be cautious because remember uh, when when Stanford and Cal and eventually SMU were on the menu for potentially being added to the ACC at the first couple votes that we heard about and all of this is you know reports from sources and insiders mostly ESPN.com but. You know, take that for what it is. Most of the first votes we heard, NC State and UNC were together. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was some political pressure for them to look out for each other. Then the the last vote we heard NC State bounced. Right. And they separated uh, and they went from voting with UNC to say no to expansion to voting against UNC and being the swing vote that brought Stanford, Cal and SMU into the ACC. So now that's one less like, uh, you know, trusted ally that North Carolina has. There's not going to be as much, and, and you almost can't have as much political pressure to tell UNC, don't leave, we need you to look out for NC State because NC State flipped on UNC. And all is fair in love and conference expansion. <laughs> right? Yeah, kind of I mean, it, it's just, that's how it goes.
1: But like you said, it makes sense that Carolina would be a top choice because major... Major state major university, brand. yep, and it's a major brand, like you said, and like you said, overall for the top tier programs, it's not really much of like. Sorry, UNC is not a threat to Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State, or not Alabama, as or LSU presently constructed as, as presently as they are. But guess what? You get that basketball boost. You know yep. that's another team likely in the NCAA tournament for you that has potential and has that pedigree of making long runs. That does boost your conference. It's a big national brand. Opens up the state of North Carolina also, which they don't they don't have in either of those conferences. Well, because here's the thing. You're talking about television rights and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. All right, SEC Network can now come into North Carolina and all that, but Big Ten Network can find its way yep. to different markets and that kind of stuff too. And they'd That be, stuff still
0: matters. They'd be encroaching on each other's territory a little bit. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to have the Big Ten and the SEC overlapping. Right now, they're kind of separate-ish. Yeah. Eventually, they're just going to, you know – Meet in like a valley somewhere, it's going to be a very dramatic. (laughs) It's going to have wolverines and Crimson Tide. I don't know what a Crimson Tide. They're an elephant, I guess. Big elephants. But come running at you. Crimson Tide. Swinging its trunk. How'd they decide on an elephant? I don't know. Happy Friday, everybody. It's time for real bold predictions here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly. What that means is uh, we guarantee our bold predictions are actually bold, unlike every other show in sports media that does bold predictions with no checks or balances, right? Oh, I got a bold prediction. Uh, I think Duke basketball is going to score at least 20 points on Saturday.
1: That's not bold.
0: Matter of fact, that's quite lukewarm.
1: Yeah, but like, actually, that would be a bold prediction if they to, only score 20. To say they won't? Yeah.
0: They only score 20. They're going to get 19. Um, So what we do here is we have what we call the bold enough bell. Give them an example. And the not bold enough buzzer. I'm going to make a prediction. If it is bold enough, you'll hear the bell. If it is not, you'll hear the buzzer. And if if we get a buzzer, I'll have to make it more bold on the spot until we get a bell. I'll get it started. Uh, The Panthers are playing the Saints this weekend. Chuba Hubbard, two touchdowns. all right
1: I thought hard on that I, one. I there was a there was a pregnancy pause I know he had two last week this past Sunday but for him to do it again
0: yeah I think it's bold. it's you know especially with Thomas Brown kind of auditioning for jobs next year as an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator I think he is very much like hey if we have a guy that's working on the ground we're gonna keep giving it to him right there's there's no reason to to you know try to mix it up. If it's working, right? It's it's like having a senior running back in college. Let's give him the ball five thousand times, right? If we wear all the tread off his tires, that's someone else's problem. That's not our problem. Uh, so, so yeah, I think Chuba's going to get the ball a bunch. Uh, more real bowl predictions. We'll stick with the Panthers. I think they run a fake punt on Sunday. Chris Tabor's a special teams coordinator. Yeah. He he withheld the first game from doing anything crazy. I think it's time to flex on him. We know Johnny Hecker can throw. I think there's going to be something going on. Maybe something we haven't seen before. I feel like every special teams coordinator that I've ever interacted with has like their playbook and then like the secret pages in the back. Oh, yeah. Which are like, you know, their fever dreams where they wake up in the middle of the night and scribble something down. And they're like, it's a double, triple reverse that turns into a pass into a speed option. I think we're going to get one. I think when you have a special teams coordinator as the interim head coach, you almost have to right normally the special teams coordinator is going coach it's time for the fake and the head coach is going no no go back to your corner special teams coach it's gonna work <laughs> it's gonna i swear it's set up now it's like hey, we should run it run it right because you you have the power as the head coach so i think we're gonna get one wants to be
1: like a like an option play
0: yeah now we're talking yeah get, see, get, get give Hecker me going. some of that get you Hecker know what going downhill you're one in 11 yeah why not do it on your own, like, on, on fourth and eight from your own 12. Like, go Why something not? crazy. Get weird. One more Panthers one. Okay. Uh, I don't think Scott Fitter makes it to Monday. I have to be more bold than that. Yep. Um, I don't think Scott Fitter makes it to halftime.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh gosh i just think another divisional loss is really tough for david tepper to handle and you know just like when you lose to the titans and that's embarrassing frank reich had to pay the price when you lose to the the saints it's going to be embarrassing and someone's going to pay the price and fitter seems next on the list uh let's jump to college football for a second here actually we'll do it this we'll do this one first since it's a game being played Mm uh army beats navy I know so very little about these programs. Yeah. Uh, Army beats Navy by six. Army beats Navy by eight. There's only one way to go. Army beats Navy by 10. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't even know if there'll be 10 points scored in this game if they both play the triple option like they always have. Uh, It's a really fun game to watch. It'll be on the TV. I'll be watching it. But I, I go into those games knowing so very little about the teams each year. And shout-out to my guy, Ken Nui-Matalolo, who used to be the the head coach of Navy. Uh, I played against Navy four times in college, and he was always the coach. And they waxed us a few times. Oh, yeah? So I think he's, he's pretty good. I actually like to think I did, uh, you know, first of all, thank you to all of the service members defending our country. Uh, I like to facetiously say I did my part for the the getting our midshipmen ready to enter into the Navy mm-hmm. because – uh, during football games when you play at uh, their stadium, at Memorial Stadium, uh, when when Navy scores, a whole bunch of midshipmen come down into the end zone and they do push-ups. So if they score a touchdown, they do seven. If they score again, they go, they go down and do 14. They come down the next it's one. whatever the point total is. Whatever the is. point total is, they do yeah. push I think we lost like 58 to 14 one time. Oh, there you go. And I was like, well, they're – we're doing our part to get the, get their push-ups in. <laughs> By the end, all, way the, to spin it. all those <laughs> midshipmen were down there. Like they were had to like take longer television timeouts because they're like 58, 59. Like they because you do the math, that's a ton of push-ups. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I did my part, right? If we're gonna if you're gonna lose at navy, lose big, right? Because then you're then you're helping them get their conditioning in. Uh, but but they <laughs> there were some guys struggling with it. By the
1: way, army. Future American Athletic Conference foe for East Carolina football mm. playing member only starting next year,
0: and I believe this one's in Gillette. And didn't the American it Athletic
1: Conference commissioner just say they're retiring? Yes. All
0: right. So some shakeups for ECU. Next real bold prediction: uh, Grayson McCall, mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina quarterback, commits to NC State by Monday. He's in Raleigh, according to his social media. Yes. Uh, According to his social media, and and I think he did this on purpose. He posted a picture. He did have his shoes in the picture, which Dennis appreciated. What Mm -hmm. were they? Give us the details. They
1: were uh, low-top
0: black-toe Jordan 1s. There you go. Uh, And you could also see a menu to Capitol Grill in that picture, which is a a nice little flex also, a little lunch at the Capitol Grill. Um, So NC State's bringing out the stops. And... uh, and I think he's he's going to be lured in, and he's going to make the agreement by by Monday. Think you ordered steak? I would, yeah. I, th- I think you go simple, but kind of like strong, you know, like a steak and potatoes. If you're if you're out with the coaches and they're whining and dining you,
1: hey coach, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Can I have need that, the flash. Can I have that
0: medium rare, please? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or do you go? Or do you go like extra well, I'm tough? Yeah. I want this bad boy, like tree bark and a raw potato. I'll eat it like an apple. Thank you, coach. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Do you think he, by the way, the shoe game? Yeah. It's always tough with Jordans because red and black, every Jordan comes in red and black. Do you think maybe he went out and got those for the NC State visit? Or do you think he broke them off ice? Because he's like, hey, you know, NC State, red, it fits. Because it did, it did not p- fit the teal and black of Coastal. I, I wonder
1: if he from. picked him up for this.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think that might be his little head nod to the coaches. Like, I'm invested in this, too. Yeah. And I made a lot of name, image, and likeness money last last year at Coastal. So. Or he's a big Canes fan. Always that. Or, yeah, Chicago Bulls. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's just a Jordan guy. Uh, the drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9. 9, the fan, we're in real bold predictions. Caleb Foster, freshman guard, Duke, scores 20-plus against Charlotte tomorrow. 20 and i'll throw in five rebounds i think they have to make him a bigger part of the offense Mm -hmm. there's been stretches especially over the last two games where it's like yeah he's the only thing going right hey at least he's going hey good thing they have that guy uh that that's you know i, I think a, an important part for duke uh, coming out of a, a week off right with, with finals and everything else is finding a way to get that guy more involved in the offense
1: one thing i'm curious to see is tyrese proctor because he had the ankle injury we haven't really touched on that much this week is that he didn't play much against georgia tech because of an ankle injury and i i don't think they're
0: expecting him back i think it's the, yeah. the, the high ankle variety so who takes that spot in the starting lineup probably good chance it'd be foster yeah probably roach taking over more of the ball handling duties mccain and then Foster can kind of be a true two guard and go get buckets.
1: Yeah, or, or you start Ryan Young. Well, you would s- okay, and then Mitchell would be uh, Mitchell
0: would be your three with. All right, hold on. the the, the starting lineup that I predict would be Roach, mm-hmm. McCain, Filipowski. Those guys have been starters the whole time. Yeah, uh, I would throw Young and Foster. Mitchell, I believe would would be competing with Young for kind of that four spot. I guess you could throw Mitchell at the three and then still have Foster coming off the bench. Yeah, maybe that's another option. We'll see. They're they're playing Charlotte tomorrow. We'll see who they tried out there. Uh, Another portal uh, commitment prediction here in Real Bold Predictions. Riley Leonard commits to Notre Dame by Monday. How do I make this more bold? Riley Leonard commits to Notre Dame and uh, 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 and makes it known that he may dabble on the basketball team in the off season. Everybody kept saying, how good of a basketball player he was yeah. when he was at Duke." But it's different. Like if you're at Duke, you're a good basketball player on the football team, they're like, yeah. "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, Notre Dame, exactly. Notre Dame they might be like, "Well, could you be an eighth eighth man? Could you could you be fourth off the bench?" Like Seriously. You'd be five fouls, you're a big strong, strong guy, like we need we need a little toughness out Got here. Got some hops. Yeah. He he does have some hops. He can he can uh He can definitely throw it down. We've seen that same, you know, 30-second highlight film in every Duke game this year. Uh, he can dunk. He can Here, windmill. Quick to let you know. He, yeah, he can windmill.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.